Another thing is, if somebody will blame you on their social media that this file is fake or this picture is fake, then you will take your raw and shut the mouth of this guy with a raw file. <laughs> Welcome to the Karma Dentistry Podcast. Today we have a very special guest. Our guest is Maxime Belograd. Um, Martin and I have been to, uh, to Maxime in, in Kiev. Um, Maxime is a, is a Ukrainian uh, dentist who has a training center and a private practice in uh, Kiev, Ukraine. Uh, he, um, um, I can give her a very long introduction, but uh, I think most of you already know him. He has uh, over... 160,000 followers on Instagram. So uh, he's, uh, he's kind of famous in the dental world. Um, Maxime, w- uh, welcome to our podcast. Thank you for being, uh, for being on our podcast as a, as a guest. Um, um, as, I, as I've told, Mart and I have been to your course. Um, we uh, both uh, went there in 2018, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then it was uh, still at your old uh, training center. And since, I guess, this year, you have a new training center. Um, uh, how are things going right, right, right now with you? Okay, first of all, thank you for invitation. Hello, everybody. Yeah, I'm from broadcasting. I'm from Kiev, Ukraine. And as you said, it's our new training center. And I nice, it's nice to see you guys again. Actually. You were uh, with me during my trainings 2018, but time flies so fast. It was like two days ago, but (laughs) two years already passed. So everything is fine. Uh, Despite the fact that we are in quarantine right now, globally, we still continue online dental education. We we, We continue sharing experience with people. As you said, we have a lot of followers and we have to be in touch with our followers. Actually, it's not the followers. Uh, they are our colleagues. And actually, we, um, we want to share. We, we actually, we are very happy to communicate, to be helpful, to be useful for our colleagues all over the world. Yeah, thank you. Um, uh, I, um, uh, I know that you graduated in 2004. Um, where did you study dentistry? Yeah, that's right. I graduated 2004 in uh, Poltava. It is a city in Ukraine. And we have their uh, Ukrainian Medical Dental Academy. So I graduated from that university. And then afterwards, I was working in governmental hospital. We have in Ukraine, it's obligatory to have uh, internship. So basically, since you graduated, you cannot work in a private practice or You cannot treat patients by your own. You have to be supervised. Actually, we have to pass through internship. And this internship was passed in a governmental hospital. And then also two years, I was working in a governmental dental uh, clinic. 
And okay. then I opened my private private practice in 2007. Yeah. Um, right now you, uh, uh, you do mostly restorative and aesthetic dentistry. Um, I don't think that's something that you've learned in dental school. Um, where did you learn uh, everything about aesthetic and restorative dentistry? So basically you're right. In university, we're actually getting uh, basic education. And then as everybody, if you are passionate in the profession, if you are really crazy about dentistry, you, you learn from many different speakers, many different mentors. And uh, I, I, I actually, I attended many courses. I can say that my favorite ones, if you want, were from Didier Dici in Geneva Smile Center, uh, Pascal Manier, Christian Kochman, uh, Mauro Frediani, and now I'm studying still. Actually, I'm still studying as, as everybody. But these people that I mentioned, uh, they actually, I can, I can say they are my inspirators. So basically due to their knowledge and, and uh, passion, I learned a lot and actually I changed my pra practice, the way I'm practicing, the way I treat my patients. So actually the process of studying, the process of learning is infinity. But yes, in 2007, once I opened my private office, I started to do a lot of courses, a lot, huge amount of private courses, lectures, conferences, hands-on workshops and everything. So I gained experience, not experience, actually I gained knowledge some skills and then I start to implement immediately everything in my daily practice. Okay. Um, uh, it's, uh, it's nice that you mentioned uh, those names because they are also our, our uh, inspirators and uh, you, are, you are also on, on that list. Um, in our, uh, uh, we already had Christian Coachman in our, uh, in our podcast. We already had a webinar from Mauro Fradiani um, uh, and we hope to have uh, DJ Dice and Pascal Magne soon in our podcast or in a web nice. or or in a webinar. That that would be nice. Um, um, when we visited um, uh, your course, you were doing a course almost every weekend. Um, and when we did it, it was still a three-day course. I think it's now a two-day course, right? I don't remember which program did you actually visit. If it, we are talking about mastering tooth preparation yeah, course, yeah, I did. I did mo module one, and Mar did module two. Sure. Um, and when I did module one, it was a three-day uh, prepping course from uh, from nine in the morning till nine in the evening, three days. Mm, yeah. uh, very exhausting, but very uh, <laughs> very nice. Uh, and no I've, pain, uh, no gain, my friend. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I've learned a lot. Uh, but then we, um, uh, during that course, we arrived on the first day. Uh, on Thursday night, we had a lecture. On Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we prepped. And on Monday, we left. And you were there the whole time. Uh, and you, do those, you did those courses then every weekend. Um, where do you find the time to still treat your patients? It's difficult. It's difficult to find balance. So I, I changed the way of my practice. If we discuss, for example, if we compare my, my way, my style of patient practicing, uh, once I opened my training, sorry, once I opened my private office, and nowadays it's pretty big, big difference. So basically, in the past, I had like seven, 10 patients per day, sometimes 15 patients per day, which is a huge amount. And then gradually I started to decrease the number of patients because I realized that if you want to do really good 
that good level of dentistry, you have to have time for that. Okay, but another thing is, if you will decrease the amount of patients, we are now speaking uh, financially wise. If you will decrease the number of speaking uh, of patients, you may de- you may you may lose some income. So in that, that case, you have to rise your prices. Actually, this is the the only way: decreasing the number of patients, increasing the the, the prices. So in that case, you can still be in profit, and and uh, and also you can do your best dentistry for current or certain person. Nowadays, I have like one patient per day. Sometimes I have one patient per a week. But we accept now big cases. So basically, I don't do like a regular filling or single root canal treatment. I still do fillings. I still do root canal treatments. But it is a complex. Uh, it is a part of complex oral rehabilitation cases. So we do a lot of full mouth rehabs or aesthetic makeovers. And if I need to do filling or do a root canal treatment for that patient, we do. So now this is the balance. I have courses every week. And I have two or three days per week, sometimes one day per week now for treating my patients. Okay. Um, and and um, uh, uh, this you give courses now for, I think, seven years or so. Um, um, uh, do you find uh, that you have enough spare time also? Or is it always work, 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 work? It depends what you do you mean about the spare time, you know, for somebody spare time is like uh, going to the club or to have some uh, hangout or hangover with a, with a guys, with friends, uh, or uh, I don't know, traveling. Uh, for me, a spare time is just if I have like a half an hour to lay down on a sofa, I will be happy. So that is my spare time. Okay, I still travel. I have invitations to do courses abroad, so actually I can combine my profession, my teaching abilities, my teacher teaching ex- and that exercises like experience and traveling. And uh, I enjoy actually if you enjoy everything you do, you don't need to be honest a lot of spare time because when we change the the way of of workflows, like you treat patients, it's, this is one story. Then you do courses. This is another story. Yeah. Then you do online courses. This is another story. Then you record some uh, YouTube videos or webinars. It is another story. So I have a lot of things uh, in a row that I can combine and play, play between. So basically changing the, um, changing the way of work helps me to keep myself sharp and keeps myself, um, how to say, uh, active and not bored. Yeah. By yeah. Okay. And um, you mentioned you uh, only do large cases now. Are are those uh, also on on for, on uh, foreigners, or are are that are, are those people from uh, from the Ukraine? Uh, we are doing now more. More of my patients are from Ukraine. They are most most of them. They are from Kiev. But we have also some people like Ukrainians that moved to other countries, okay? And so from time to time, they visit Ukraine again. They have parents or some business here. So that type of patients that I do also have. We don't have a lot of foreign patients in Ukraine. Like we don't have, how do you say, dental tourism in Ukraine. It's not developed well. It will be. 
soon, I think, because, you know, uh, like last maybe three years, Ukraine became more attractive country for tourists because it was not. And you know that because you visit my, my place. And uh, since that time, by the way, our training center in Ukraine was visited by seven, 77 countries. So we actually became a really huge dental hub internationally. And the same, the same, the same um, how do you say, we can, uh, we can actually make a parallel between my training center and Ukraine and all. So people start to come, tourism, tourists start to come. Maybe because of Chernobyl movie, if you watch it on uh, Netflix, yeah, yeah. we got more tourists, tourists afterwards. And uh, dental tourism will start to develop in our country in, uh, in a very short period of time because of the price-wise, I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, and um, uh, we already talked about your, um, um, your training center. You first had your training center at home and now you have a training center in the center, in the center of, of Kiev. Um, why did you decide to change the, lo the location? It's not like a training center at home. <laughs> it was a country house, like a villa, and we called it Dental Campus. Actually, that was a place when I, I was not living there perman okay. permanently. I had apartments, and I have apartments in city center of Kiev. It's a long story. Uh, actually, the project, the Dental Campus project, was accidental. We were not planning to have that type of training center as, as you visited. It was accidental. It was um, just because of certain, certain, uh, how to say it in English, circumstances, right? Yeah. Uh, so, um, but the main initial plan was to have a training center, dental lab, and clinic in city center of Kiev. And uh, just in January 2020, we were able to complete our main goal. And the reason why we moved from uh, dental campus to city center of Kiev is, is because of logistics. Everything is concentrated in, in Kiev. My family, my school of my kids, my patients, my, my, my clinic, and everything is, is concentrated in, uh, in a city center. So for, for me and for my family, it is easier in terms of logistics. And also, I can say now, because we have people from uh many countries still visiting our training center and we have people that actually visited the the, the dental campus and they visited the new training center and i i got some feedbacks regarding the comparison between two and you know nobody's 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 is upset everybody is happy with the new location it is new experience we lose some points, like uh, like a family environment, let's say, uh, but we gain, um, like uh, you know, the environment of freedom because everybody can do now everything they want. We are not close in the territory, like in the dental campus we were. Mm -hmm. So yeah. now people can go to nightclubs, they can go to the restaurants, they can go to the shopping centers, and in the in the, our location, the training center is in a really hard, in a really heart of Kiev, it's a very city center. So everything is, is like a working distance and everybody enjoys that. Okay. And your uh, private practice is in the same building? Same, yeah. Okay, 
great. Um, um, when did you f- uh, first started Instagram? Uh, because when I uh, uh, when we talk about Instagram and our profession, some people are really uh, enthusiastic. Some people um, are not, and they um, uh, they don't really get why you should use Instagram. If I look at your page, you um, uh, you mainly uh, give tips and tips and tricks on preparations and and other things like uh, how to isolate how to how to prep with a with your rubber dam um when did you first st- uh, decided to start instagram uh well i think it was maybe six or seven years ago i don't remember exactly or maybe five uh primary i was more focused on facebook so that, that is my first social network, Facebook. At that time, it was more developed, more popular than Instagram. And I think that I was forced by my friends to launch the Instagram page. So basically, Instagram that time was just a page to show my pictures of myself, some stupid things that are not so attractive to other people. And uh, gradually, I understood that Instagram or Facebook or another type of social medias, they can become a really nice business platform, very efficient business platform. And basically, I started de- developing my Instagram page not that very long time ago. Let's say if we say that I opened my Instagram page five years ago, the development of my Instagram page, with everything that I have nowadays, started like two or three days, three years ago when I realized that we can use Instagram as the business platform, as I said. And you have to to understand, if you want to grow in Instagram and to have some patience from Instagram for participants, for courses from Instagram, by the way, 95, let's say 90% of my participants are from Instagram, which is a huge number. And I can prove that Instagram works same as Facebook, same as, as YouTube or whatever. But anyways, if you want to develop your social medias like Instagram or other platforms, you have to consider it is like a part of your job. It's not like a hobby. It's a part of your job. And you have to devote a lot of time to create content, to process content, to post content and to interact with people. So basically you have to to make your social media networks attractive for people and interesting for people. So basically when they visit your page, they have to have something they ca- that they can take away, take home or take to the practice or whatever. So basically it's a big part of, of work also. Yeah, because um, uh, we can see that you are really, really active on uh, uh, on your Instagram on, in your Instagram page. Um, do you still use Facebook a, a lot, or uh, are you mainly on we Instagram? We use everything. Now? We use everything parallel. We we don't spread. So basically, okay. we use Instagram. We use Facebook. Actually, I have two accounts on Facebook. I have personal, yeah. and we have also account of uh, of Academy. It's pretty also successful. Not that much as Instagram. Instagram in general, it's more active than Facebook nowadays. It is true, especially from young people like your generation or my generation. We are mainly, basically my generation, let's say we are 
half Facebook, half Instagram. I think you more uh, Instagram than Facebook. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, but there is true. another yeah. platform that is super important and super famous and super uh, active is, is YouTube. And YouTube, we started to develop a year ago. So I can say that YouTube, our YouTube is pretty young, but see, due, uh, sorry, during uh, one year, we already gained about 27,000 followers in YouTube. So it's a good number. Because we started to post on our YouTube really useful uh, information, very nice and free webinars, and uh, people start to follow for following us. So yeah, yeah, and it's, and it's also we will yeah. grow more. And it's also nice that you have those one-minute videos um, because we're talking the... now about dental, BG dental cases, another project. One dental minute, minute is it's nice also, yeah. but we have bigger one. They are how to say the more. Uh, more time-consuming, but more interesting project, which is BG Dental Cases. So basically, we do case studies and case reviews, like webinar. It's like a 15-20 minutes uh, series of case reviews. Did you did you watch it or not? No, I didn't. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Sorry, who I, I make it? <laughs> anyway. I will. No, I uh, I have seen a lot of your one-minute videos, uh, and I really like the concept of that because you show in a really small amount of time you you you, you give some useful tip. Uh, but I will I will definitely check out your uh, uh, your YouTube page. And what we will also do, we will post it on our website, so people that are listening or watching the the video podcast right now, they can also see the link to your YouTube uh, uh, on our website, um, so they know uh, where they need to go to to watch your uh, to watch your cases. Okay. Maxim, you have a, a hands-on courses um, uh, divided in four modules. Um, Martin, module one, I did module two, um, and it was about composite reservations and rubber damology. Um, uh, I noticed that you made a kind of a shift more to digital dentistry um, during that time of period. Uh, is that something that you're uh, leaning more towards digital dentistry than uh, analog dentistry? Actually, not so much. I still dinosaur. I still do a lot of handwork. Basically, my dental technician is completely digital guy. So what I do now, I do both. I do scanning and I do impressions because I still do not feel myself confident in uh, scanning. I, I need to have more experience in that. That's why. And he makes everything digital. So basically, I do a lot of analog i do composites which is analog i do preps i do impressions and whatever yeah my modules are uh, actually we are working on new models uh, modules it will be module let's say we are they are not in order i think just to remove this module no module numbers not to make people confused because sometimes people say think that they have to go to module one then to module two and that it's so and so on but they can go to module four and then to module one, for example, because they are not connected. So actually, we are working on digital digital module about uh, scannings. It will be another speaker also with me. I will be not running this module by myself only. By the way, this is another way. This is another another reason why we moved from um, dental campus to the new location. 
because now we can uh, invite other speakers. So logistic-wise, it's easier to expand our training programs. We're working on the training program for dental technicians. We're working for the training program for digital dentistry with another speakers also. And that will be another program, actually. It will be not a module. It will be a program which will be connected. I mean, three modules connected to each other about occlusion. So we're working on that now, on these projects. And soon we will launch some interesting things. Yeah, interesting. You, you are currently doing an um, uh, occlusion course yourself, right? Or you yes, were I doing do. it? Yeah. And, I uh, do, I do. And, and, and which course is it? Where, uh, where is it? It is in, in uh, Austria, in Vienna. There is a training center there. Uh, Vienna School of Interdisciplinary Dentistry. Maybe you heard about Slavice concept. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's a it's course, uh, and it's a it's a pretty long course, right? Because it's I a pretty, it's a long, it's about two year program. Okay, okay. And how do how often do you have to go there? Uh, it's about um, they have different programs. Let's say the the program that I run right now consists of five modules. And uh, if you divide it by one year, just like a, every two months, every two, three months, okay. we go there. But now okay. currently, two modules were canceled. Actually, actually, we're postponed. Yeah, yeah and, and uh, you, you had to do the same with your courses right now. Um, yeah. 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 Imagine we have every week we scheduled, we're fully booked, but since the late of uh, February, I think, or beginning of the March, all of our courses are postponed. It's a big uh, mess now. Yeah, <laughs> I can understand. Uh, it's not fun. So you're, you're um, um, uh, an official trainer of the Zeiss Dental uh, Academy. Um, you have a lot of experience with microscopes. Um, I saw some uh, 3D microscopes being launched in the last couple of months, years. Is that something that you... I think will develop into general practice as 3D um, microscopes or just in education? I think it will be a big shift from optical microscopes to the digital ones because you know the digital uh, technologies they are developing in a very fast way. For example, what I think will be in not maybe not in the nearest future but in a future and we will be able to use it, which is good. VR, virtual reality. So basically, uh, I think it will be something that can be applied in the patient's mouth or just in front of a camera or multiple cameras or small cameras that will be connected to your virtual glasses. And if you can see in a 3D, all movements or auto automatic focus, etc. So basically, it will be that type of magnification soon, soon. But the, the, the models that we have nowadays are like a 3D microscopes. I used them. I tested them. I didn't find them equivalent to the uh, regular microscopes that we have nowadays. So I feel myself way more comfortable with a regular microscope than with that 3D microscopes that are available nowadays on the market. Okay. Well, but it and... will go there this way. It will go this way, definitely will be yeah i think it's more uh, um, 
it's it's more um, suitable for COVID nineteen to uh, create some distance with your patient, right? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, microscopes all microscope also creates yeah. distance with the patient. Absolutely, which is good, not because of yeah. COVID, but in general cross infection. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you give a, a special like an endo to resto course. Um, do you have a, like a s- specialism in endodontology or? In Ukraine, we don't have a spe- separate specialty as an endodontist. We don't have it. It's a part of our conservative program. Basically, I have two specialties myself. I graduated and then I gained specialty in conservative dentistry. Conservative dentist in Ukraine is a professional who can do composite restorations and odontic treatments and some simple periodontal procedures, let's say. This is the, the conservative dentistry in Ukraine. And then I, I gain another specialty, which is prosthetics, prosthodontics. So I do have two. And uh, it was a period of time when I was li- limited to endo, actually. I did a lot of endos and I was a, a professional whom my colleagues referred their patients for endodontic treatments. It was, I think it was about in 2009, from 2009, let's say, to till 2013, I was considered to be an endodontist. Despite the fact I was doing also direct restoration, some simple preparation designs or whatever, I was like 95% of all of my time was endodontic treatment. And my first courses, by the way, my first lectures were about endodontic treatment. Okay. And then I quit. (laughs) (laughs) I stopped. Actually, I didn't quit. I still do endodontic treatments, not that much as as, as last time. Uh, But I quit uh, accepting referrals because it was a mess. You know, when you start to, to accept cases from your colleagues there were a lot of cases like non-treatable ones they they start just to you know to send you patients because they shy to say that this tooth has to be extracted you know what i mean so they send Mm -hmm. this patient to you like this guy may save you too and then i waste my time i just say check up i see that it's, it's hopeless tooth and I say unfortunately extraction then I lose my time or another another story like uh, you know somebody broke a file in the root canal and then they call you and say look I just broke my file in the root canal I want to send this patient to you but don't tell to the patient that there is instrument inside and I tried to remove this instrument by myself and I failed so now please do your best to remove it. And if somebody says without magnification that they tried to remove the instrument by themselves, that means this tooth will be extracted. The patient comes and you know the huge hole like that, like you can see brain if the tooth is on the upper jaw through the hole <laughs> that big. And what you can do, this guy, asked you not to say to the patient that there is an instrument in the root canal, but you have to say to the patient now that the tooth has to be extracted. <laughs> so there was a minute that type of cases and I was literally, uh, I was burned out with uh, dealing with the colleagues in such a way. So then 
I started to decrease the number of uh, referral cases. I start to put rules. If you want to share or you want to refer patient to me, you have to follow this, 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 and this. If not, please don't. And then I understand that, that uh, another thing that, that made me to shift a little bit from endo to uh, prosthetic dentistry is that I saw a lot of follow-ups of cases where, that were treated endodontically in a, in a not bad way, let's say. I'm not, I'm not saying that I did a perfect endo. I did sometimes, sometimes not. But cases that were treated in a good way, and then I saw how they were restored. And the crowns, like a sombrero, you know, the huge crowns with open margins, with overhangs, and I was super disappointed because of that component. That was the one that I said to myself, look, it's better now to start investing your time and money and uh, everything in the prosthetic dentistry to learn how to do crowns yourself, how to do veneers yourself, how to do um, whatever, overlays. And then I start to do from A to Z. And afterwards, I launched that course from endo to resto because I know how to deal with both disciplines and how to actually combine endodontics and restorative dentistry, which is super important. You cannot separate them. You cannot. Some people do, by the way. You do a great job in the in the resto uh, case now. The, the, your your restorations look look magnificent. Um, you you share some Thank great you. photos uh, on um, on your website and on on Instagram that that proves your quality. So you uh, you have uh, a look. Uh, now what we, we can use Photoshop, by the way, to to, to show <laughs> <save> nice cases. <laughs> so it's well, not there like is, a mark. There is artificial intelligence who can, uh, uh, which can can detect uh, Photoshop. So. Yeah, you know what I do, what I do, because actually now it it it, it is not like like it was like a few years ago uh, when we started to post that kind of cases on Facebook or Instagram. Some people were really um, how to say they didn't believe that they are real cases, and they start to blame that it is Photoshop or or processed picture or whatever so in that case we always say by the way this is some kind of advice for you guys because we also post nice cases very good quality of cases if you do um, pictures use both formats jpeg and raw raw just to keep it like a backup maybe you use this raw file for journal publishing because when if you will decide to publish an article in any of the journals they will ask you to send them raw files not jpeg files okay another thing is if somebody will blame you on their social media that this file is fake or this picture is fake then you will take your raw and shut the mouth of this guy with a raw file it was like a three, four years ago. It was a, there were some fights on the Facebook, by the way. But now with everybody, now it's calmed down. Now everybody believes us, trusts that we can do the industry, as you can, by the way. <laughs> so you had a great discussion with um, uh, Pascal Magnier on Instagram Live this week about um, immediate dent and sealing. Um, is that something that is 
something that you performed for years now, or is it something that you gradually shifted to? Or I use I use um, IDS for I don't know exactly how long. But I think it's for for seven years or maybe eight. So actually, I I implemented this technique into my practice since I read the article and I started to do that and I have results. I'm pretty happy with that. The only thing that I don't like from IDS, to be honest with you, it, it is kind of time consuming. It is time consuming. I understand that there are many benefits above the time consuming, but still sometimes you're in rush. You want to finish case quicker, but you have to do this IDS because you understand that there will be no posterior sensitivity, there will be better, uh, how to say, uh, adhesion later on. You can do trains without anesthesia. It will be more comfortable for your patient, etc., etc. So, but it is time consuming. If you do IDS in correct way, it is time consuming. The rest is fine with it. All right. Okay. Um, Martin, you have any questions? Not really. No. Do you have no. any questions for us, Maxime, or not? Uh, what time is now, by the way? This is the first question. Yeah. Uh, it, it's uh, uh, a quarter past four here. So it's a one hour time. It's a one hour time time difference with you. Uh, okay. 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 I have time because we are having a live, Insta live at, at 6 p.m. Ah, okay, the question for you. Uh, the question for you. You consider to be a young generation of in dentistry, let's say. But you know, uh, there is younger generation now, the fresh graduated ones, like uh, two or three years younger than you, and they grow very fast. So the question is. What do you advise? What, what will be your advices to these guys to become better than you? <laughs> Great question. Um, uh, what I always tell when people ask me what they should do if they're still in dental school or recently graduated, I always tell them they should uh, first start working with a rubber dam. Uh, because it will give them more time to do their uh, uh, procedures. And I always tell them to buy a camera and to start documenting your own work because by documenting your own work, you can, you can see what you are doing. Because if you are spending like an hour on a restoration or a crown preparation, sometimes you don't see it clearly anymore. And if you take photos, you have a really, um, uh, you have a photo of, of that situation and you can, um, uh, look back at it an hour later or a day later or a couple of weeks later uh, and only by taking photos I think you can really improve so those are the two things I always say to people that ask me what should I do buy a camera and start using rubber rubber dam uh, and then afterwards you can invest in courses uh, in um, composite courses preparation courses and stuff like that but you have to start uh, critiquing your own work and use magnification. And use magnification, absolutely. <laughs> but if they don't absolutely. have money, if they don't have enough money now for magnification on their camera. You look, there is a simple thing that students can do, by the way. Um, I can say that's because I have a son. He is studying in the dental uh, technician college. He's lazy. 
okay, and force him. But what I say to him, look, if you want to be a professional, you have to do one thing one week. For example, take a wax up and do upper six a week. Every day, five, six attempts, appointments, sessions for only one tooth, upper six. Do it five, do five upper six per day every week. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Then you go to upper seven. Then you go to premolar or whatever. So in this case, they gain skills. Same with the dentistry. They can take a type of done, make a hole, take composite, just a simple spatula, you know, start to do a layering. Now we have a lot of these videos in Instagram and YouTube. So it's actually easy to see how these things are, are being done step by step. And they can, can start training themselves. And same with endodontics. You just take an extracted tooth and you, do, you, you go into the root canal. And as many meters, meters of root canals will be passed on the extracted teeth as more confidence and more skills you will get. Same with the preparation. So basically, this is a thing that can be really easy implemented and it will enhance dramatically the skill level of, of, of young specialists. And then they can do it in the patient. Easy. Yeah. All right. Exactly. Make meters. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. All right. Uh, um, well. Um, yeah. Mark, do you have anything to? Do you want to me to show you something here around? Yeah. Absolutely. So this is the room, the training room. Cool. Really nice. nice. It's even bigger than the last one, right? Yeah, it is bigger. How many Sorry. spots training it spots? Is, here? It is. It is same. It is same, uh, but we will expand here on this wall. We will do, we will put three more dental okay. chairs like this one. So that will be used for uh, occlusion, occlusion course. So basically we can, we will be putting the face bows, you know, the bite registration, the CR. It's a, this is just a training room, but we have there in the corridor, there is a big corridor and there will, there is a dental lab here we have a lounge zone and the clinic is upstairs nice looks great thank you awesome um you have to well, visit again yeah we will absolutely we will <laughs> that would be awesome i'm uh, i'm really looking looking forward to see your new uh, uh to see a new training center uh, uh with my with my, own, with my own eyes live yeah um, well, Maxime, uh, we would like to thank you for being a guest in uh, our podcast. It was nice to talk to you again. Uh, it has been a while, so uh, uh, really nice. Thank you for for doing this. Um, um, uh, yeah, and uh, goodbye. <laughs> Thanks for the invitation. Stay safe and may the dental force be with you. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, Maxime.